Blog Talk Radio. You wear your hat like your daddy, always flipping around backwards. And I think it's kind of funny, you act tough when you get hurt. You're just like me. The apple don't fall far from the tree But the best parts of you Nah, boy, you don't get them from me The way you talk with your hands The way you laugh when you dance How you can stay mad, yeah You're your mama's boy You don't hold nothing back And you love with all you have Drive your mama crazy Just to chip off the old block You always sing Your heart out from the backseat But the best parts of you Nah boy You don't get them from me The way you talk With your hands The way you laugh When you dance How you can stay mad Yeah You're your mama's boy You don't we are back. This is Gigi, the storyteller, here on Hot Words, Hot Topics, only on Blog Talk Radio. The topic is Mama Boys, and when I put that out there, I was getting a lot of different type of responses, but in the next hour, let's see what's going on. I know according to Ephesians 5 and 29, we have a lot of these scriptures, these stories for us to, you know, kind of look at, take a look at, and see what we feel about them, obviously. And the scripture is, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Y'all know what that means, right? (laughs) And also, we've heard... uh, this is the most popular one here, and it's the one that will get you tripped up. How a man treats his mother is a good indication of how he'll treat you. But is that necessarily so, you know? So there's uh, many stories out there, and it could go all kinds of ways of who's a mama boys, and uh, maybe they have some characteristics that's like, hmm, I don't know about that one, or maybe they're treating their spouse not so good and putting their mother ahead of their spouse. But if the wedding ring is not on there, I don't know. That's a different show, different topic, okay? Um, you would think that dating a mama's boy would be great, but sometimes maybe not. The mother-son bond is very important. You know, we could look at these examples like Jesus and Mary and Horace and Isis and other mythological mother-son relationships, and some of those get kind of crazy in the mix, especially when you dive down into the story of it and what they told us. But in uh, modern times, there could be some some very mean red flags about, you know, the mother-son relationship. I've seen some, but we're going to talk about that a little later and um, I want to know, are you a mama's boy? Drop some comments in the show when we're done, because after listening, I want to know, do you want to confess, are you a mama boy? And then also later on in the show, we're going to talk about, because I don't want to keep it, you know, gender just to, like, the mother's son. And then I threw in there also about parents who treat their children as companions, as mates, you know, they want to, yeah, come run with me to Starbucks and come here and come there and whatever. So it's a lot of different things in that aspect, too. So tonight we have all the other people who would normally pull up a chair, they're off tonight. But that's okay tonight because with me here on Hot Words, Hot Topics, we have 
savvy raw, and she has a lot of different type of information that she can give to all of you. You know, some people are very analytical and some are spiritual, uh, mystical. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, savvy, what are you? <laughs> what am I? I, I you know what? what? Thanks for having me. Thanks Not for inviting me on. What am I? I like if we're gonna use the word what? Can you hear me good? Excellent. Okay, yeah. So, um, I like to describe myself as a multi-dimensional, a multi-dimensional person. So, someone who who's definitely in tune with a lot of different studies when it comes to spirituality and different aspects of myself that I've explored in you know a short amount of time and you know coming into awareness of myself. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm, I definitely am into. Um, well, let me just let me let me drop my my business card definition. <laughs> I am a lyricist and a creative visionary, a practicing yogi and dancer. I am an occult researcher and spiritual researcher, and I also practice and dabble in divination. And so, if anyone's familiar with those things, that's what I do. That's what I'm into all day, every day. Intuitive healing. All of those things. So eclectic is the word I like to use, which is a broad range of subjects and aspects and ideologies and methodologies all bundled into one. And that is me, Savvy. <laughs> that is Savvy Raw. She told y'all. She told y'all. Yeah, um, Savvy Raw has been on Hot Words Lyrical Theater several times. And after that fact, I started noticing some things on Instagram, and I'm like, wait a minute. I started paying more closer attention to this young lady because I'm like, what? Divination? Yes. (laughs) Astrology? Yes. Because, as y'all know, me as Gigi the Storyteller, I grew up in Christianity. I told y'all. And um, what they taught us was to stay away from those things. But as I began to, you know, branch out and explore my journey and learn new things, yeah, I I see that the the very things that somebody put in the scriptures for us to stay away from those things, those are the main things that we need to really pull down and grab because mm-hmm. they want us to uh, just maintain this um, superficial external existence, and we're so much more than that. And we're going to get to that a little bit later on, but we're going to talk about this this mama boys. Like, are mm-hmm. you a mama boy? I invited several men. I'm like, come on. But they right. kind of want to come on the show next week. So you guys come next week, and we're going to be talking about why men don't want to marry. <laughs> so the guys are showing up for that one. I, I guess, savvy, maybe they don't want to admit that maybe they are, they are a mama boy. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I mean, it's so many different ways to to look at it. Like when I when I was mm-hmm. when I was looking into the topic, I'm like, I don't. I'm at a point in my life where it's like, I, if I know I don't have any personal experience with it, or or you know, too much of knowledge on it, I try to stay away from it. But in, in this case, you know, I'm a I'm a single mother. You know what I'm saying? My son's father, he's a uh, he travels for a living. So it, you know, I'm in a position where it's like I'm raising a little young man. You know what I mean? Primarily. And, of course, he's young, so he's attached still, you know. And I, I hear here and there stories about, you know, you know, he, he needs to not be so attached to you. But I'm like, okay, he's only three. Okay. <laughs> All right. And I feel like a lot of the times and situations, if I could just give my own insight, it's like even at that young age, right, and I'm going to just keep it to the topic of just a mother and a, and a son specifically. It's like when we put – like our grown, mature concepts and ideologies of how relationship works onto our young children, it kind of creates a distorted, like, relationship dynamic because, like, a child doesn't necessarily know anything other than their mother. 
you know, and this isn't this isn't to discredit the relationship of the father, but it's like a, a mother gives birth to little girls who become women, and a mother gives birth to little boys who become men. Like the mother is our first initial relationship. You know what I'm saying? So it's an important dynamic. It's the first dynamic, and so um, when we're developing, I feel like as young children. We, when it comes to little boys and mothers, it's like immediately if he's like too attached or he's too favored of mom, it's like he needs to not do that because he's going to grow up and be really attached to her. He's going to have problems with, you know, um, other men and not being as masculine, you know, all those kind of ideas. But it's like the child doesn't know that. You know what I mean? Like the child is, is right. just kind of doing what a child does. It's, it's, a, it's, following its nature to be close to its parent. Now, I, I'm pretty sure there's there's um, people out there, or maybe men out there can maybe um, uh, uh, contest to this or maybe call in um, that if they're the single single parent in a situation and maybe their relationship with maybe their daughter or even their son, it's just like if a child shows favoritism to one or the other parent, there's, there's that dynamic too. Um but but yeah, personally, I don't I don't I've never really known a guy who's been super attached to his mom like that. Like it's been like respectful, but it's never been like like guys that I've dated in the past. It was never like oh I'm gonna choose my mom over you and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? So I don't have personal experience with that, and I don't really I haven't known anyone on a really close personal level who who's dealt with that. But I know it exists out there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, you're listening to, to Hot Words, Hot Topics on Blog Talk Radio. If you're listening online, you can call 563-999-3742 and press 1 if you want to join this talk. All right? This is Savvy Raw speaking. And the topic today, what we're talking about right now is are you a mama's boy? You know what I mean? Do you favor your mother over other women? Um, do you see your mother as, you know, someone who, 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 or do you favor your, your, your mother over your father for whatever reason? Um, do you, do you have any stories? Of course I have stories and I'm going to tell you the reason why I got this topic up on schedule was because I was on Instagram and I saw a post about we're on a date and I'm thinking, Oh, it was a couple. That was the first thing that come to my mind. Oh, it was a couple there on mm-hmm. a date. And when I saw it, it was unfortunately someone that I know. And unfortunately, I have more information about that, of which I'm not going to share. But the thing is, when you are close to your mother at that age, three, three come on, people, give her a break, you know. Right, um, right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, give me, uh, for real. I mean, and and you're right about their putting their, you know, fears or whatever. They're thinking about it. They're trans trying to transfer all that energy over into you guys' situation, and it's not even mm-hmm. that situation. So uh, yeah, keep mm-hmm. telling them to back off. But I've right, seen and I, several. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no! I was just going to say, like I'm. I complete like I understand like you know energetically right. We're gonna speak from that standpoint. It's like what people say: what took two to create would take two to raise, right? You know what I'm saying? So in situations, I feel like when we're talking about typically like how I saw it when you first brought the topic up was like we're talking about like mothers who don't have a, another male figure in the home. You know what I'm that saying? Part. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's like when you have that dynamic, because that's what I'm experiencing now. Like I said, my son's father travels for a living, so it, it puts it puts it in a situation where I'm the primary, you know, caretaker for my son in this at, at this stage in his life. Like we say, he's still young, but in situations where it was just a mom raising a young boy, um, it, it, how that dynamic but I see, feel like plays out when when it gets like, to that young boy. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, and don't want their mother to date anyone, you know, see, that that's a problem. I don't, that may be something other than a mama's, my mama's boy. I've seen where mm-hmm. uh, the young boy is the only child up until the mother gives birth and um, like how many years, 10 years later? 
he's been the only child, so there's uh, other children, and it's super protective and super just, you know, bonded with his mother to where it causes them to be dysfunctional in relationships, you know, when, you know, they should be in one with another woman outside of being with your mom. And Uh when it comes to that mother cannot go anywhere and Uh the son is calling, like, where are you? (laughs) There's an issue. It's a different type of mama boys. Now, when we open up the show, I played the track called Mama Boy, but see, that's a different side. This is the type that I like. This is the type that where, okay, you're rugged, you're a man and everything, and but you know, like, okay, there's a poet, philosopher in Long Beach, right? Oh, and yes, he's he, great. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, I know, right? He's a man's man. However, he totally gets the feminine energy. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. going to treat all women around him like they're his little sister or they're this queen, you know, or goddesses. <laughs> you know, when you get that that type of mama boy, knowing how they love their mother so much to where, like your son, he's three. You know, I see mm-hmm. him treating his girlfriend when he's getting like 16, you know, with respect. <laughs> So, oh yes, none, so, none, none. If I if I'm anywhere involved, it'll be nothing but respect. But um, I feel what you're saying. I feel like what I what I thought about was like, you know how people be like, if a child doesn't have both parents at home, the child gonna end up fucked up or something like that. Like, yeah. or they say like, if, if you know what I mean, if the father not around, so you know what I mean, that whole ideology. But it's like I always think that there's there's there are men specifically, right? We're gonna keep it on men. Men specifically who grew up with just their mother, who, like you said, like Uso, like he, like who may have been nurtured in a way or even innately because children are intelligent. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, it like sometimes I feel like we, we put pressure on the parenting just from my personal perspective as if a child doesn't have their own nature to them because, you know, even I just, I can't use personal examples, but just depictions of children who grow up with maybe abusive or absent, whether it's physical or emotional, but they're sweet as pie. You know what I mean? And, and mm, of course, mm-hmm. a, just like, and, and, and regardless if it's just one parent in the household or two, you know what I mean? If the, if two parents are in the parents are in the household and they don't share a healthy dynamic, there's going to be, the child's going to develop some type of issues from that. So it's like when we try to say it's better for two parents to be raising a child than one, we got to look at the dynamic of those parents as well and how that parent may have been raised or how that parent may have dealt with relationships in the past that affects the way that they're parenting. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I grew up in a two-parent home. Okay, it was cool. Mm -hmm. My father worked out all day, whatever. He did his due diligence Mm -hmm. as the worker Mm -hmm. bee. And my mother was a homemaker, so all was groovy with me. Now, I've had about... 13 siblings, and within some of those, the sisters, they raised their sons, and um, they're cool. My One of my sisters, she was a single mother. She was raising her children, and her oldest son, he, shoot, he's a grandfather, and um, uh-huh. he, he grew up to uh, have his own company, and her other son, is a well-known singer in Dubai, and, you know, you can't just limit it to if there's not a father in the house, the child is going to be fucked up. No, that's not going to be true, you know. Mm -hmm. You have uh, the person that is raising the child. Hopefully the mother has some sense, and sometimes it's the father raising the children i've seen i've seen some of those but i've also Mm. seen where like the mama boy aspect to where okay the holidays are coming around so instead of the son going to see the mother they're going to the uh, other people's house because whatever Mm. the wife says that's generally what goes so everybody's over there 
um, one thing, this is personal experience, and one thing I do notice, I always wanted boys and had, mm-hmm. if I know what I know now, I probably would have opted for, for daughters because <laughs> with the statistics, for real, with the statistics of <laughs> boys, they get involved mm-hmm. in other things. We're going to talk about it next week on uh, why men don't want to marry, so I don't want to trumple all over that. We're going to have a whole lot more to say. Matter of fact, next week here on Hot Words, Hot Topic, that particular show is going to be two hours, so it's going to be jam-packed with a lot of information on there. But you have these men that will um, not pay their mothers no attention. They don't get to see the grandchildren and I'm like, had I known, I would have said, oh, Father God in heaven, may I have a daughter, <laughs> you know, can may I have daughters. Mm-hmm. Daughters, unless the mama wasn't no bitch, you know, to the daughter, <laughs> unless the, 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 the generally, the and if she's still living, you know, spend grace, because mine not, she uh, transitioned mm-hmm. when I was 25, so it's a lot that mm-hmm. I had to learn on my own, um, but... The thing is, daughters will stay closer to their mothers, you know. Hmm. If you're not having no mama had difficulties in her life and she didn't really raise, you know, it's a dysfunction there. I'm not talking about the dysfunction part. I'm talking about cool, mother, daughter, mother, son, uh, statistically speaking, the daughters grow up, they have children, and the, the grandchildren are mostly almost closer to the mother's mother as opposed to the, the, the mother's father. Because I can go through, like, uh, relatives in my family, and um, my nieces and nephews, they are. The ones that came from my uh, nieces, they're more closer to their their grandmother. You know, I have nieces and nephews by my brother, and they're not close with him. They know he's Paul Paul, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's mother always, like you. It's mother. It's grandmother always, all day. Um, it could be a grandfather if the grandfather was involved in the nurturing part of the child, you know, and then we go there. Mm-hmm. We're going to take like a little break right here, just a little one, and we'll be right back here on Hot Words, Hot Topics. Gigi the Storyteller. Savvy Raw. He's doing it again, rolling slow. Are you a mama's boy or a substitute mate? I want to get into that as well because that's a stone trip. I've seen some things. I've seen where the son can't not have a a girlfriend because of the mother. The son has to be Mm, ripping and running. How old? Um, Huh? Excuse me? Like, well, what's the the age? 30. How old? 30. Oh. (laughs) 30 years old. Mm, 30 okay. years old. I don't get it, but there it is. I mean, hey, you're listening to Hot Words, Hot Topics on Block Talk Radio. If you're listening online, you can call 563-999-3742 and press 1 if you want to join the talk. All right? It's a savvy, and the topic that we're talking about today right now specifically is mama's voice, right? And have right, you... Mama Boys, you know, something going on with the music, uh, just everything. What kind of moon is out there, Savvy? Is Are, are we in a retrograde because there's a lot I like of stuff so been going on? <laughs> I feel like a lot what? of going on. I don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what the moon is doing, but <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah, speaking of the moon, if we, if we can talk about that, can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. We can go into two-minute topic. Let's go right here. The oh, moon. Speaking oh, of the moon. Okay. Speaking of the moon. I don't know what she's doing right now. You know, the, the moon, when it comes to um, um, astrology or and even in, in terms of energy, where we talk about divine feminine and the moon, 
We're talking about, like, nurturing. We're talking about your emotional self. We're talking about the depths of who you are and your 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 subconscious mind, the things that influence you the most, right? And so what I was saying earlier about um, the mother being our everyone's first relationship, whether you're a man or a woman, that's our first relationship. We're in the womb for nine months. We're being fed in all types of ways. Our bodies are being formed in this womb, in this dark place. And we are feeling and experiencing everything that our mothers are experiencing, right? So the moon is that that nature to us that is motherly. You know what I mean? And some of us, like even talking now about the topic of mama's boy or whatever, um, some some of us, and women too, um, have a disconnection to that side of us. It could be because a mother was there but was emotionally absent, physically um, absent, wasn't there all the time, you know what I mean? Or it could be um, that that she wasn't there at all, you know what I mean? Mother um, passed away early or, you know, you may have been abandoned, you know, just keeping it real. Um, but that side of us is extremely important to how we even identify and understand ourselves and how we're even able to have relationships with other people, period, you know, period. So when it comes to, if you're into healing, you know what I'm saying, um, and shadow work and understanding your subconscious and your influences and your behaviors, what you want to do, um, just from my personal experience, is want, you want to start to understand the emotional sides. If you really tune into the relationship you did or did not have with your mother and reconcile that, you know what I'm saying? Because, again, that is our first relationship that we have, Right. And it's not to say that you need, and, and, and I understand people may not have the best relationships with their mothers too, right? Um, right. Can you still hear me? Is everything all right? Um, everything is good, yes. Okay, yeah. Some people might not have the best relationship with their mother. So, like, so if I say something like, you know, reconcile your relationship, it's not you need to be friends, you need to, you know, um, hit her up and, and make her apologize for the way you were treated or something like that. It's just understanding that that, that nature to us is in connection to her. So, you know, the, the hating of mothers, the – I don't want to go as far as say disrespect, but, but the disregard to that mothering aspect is, is kind of like putting a – curse so to speak on yourself because that's the nature of who you are like you came from that you understand what I mean like you came from that mothering nature so to have to feel disconnected from that or to have aversions to that or to hate that kind of um, relationship says a lot to how you know you may have been raised or brought up you know what I'm saying to understand women or to even understand your relationship to your mother so that's just my word about the moon and your mother and nurturing yourself and being nurturing in relationships that all plays a role now there's a father aspect to this as well (laughs) all right like maybe we could talk about that on another day (laughs) all right we're not going to leave out the other side but but all in all you know the, the the relationships that we have with that that with our mothers, um, like you said, is extremely important. The bond, whether it was there or not, is is um, plays a huge role to how we understand ourselves and the relationships we have with others. Exactly, exactly. So some people have difficulties with their mother, and you know what I come is is difficult. I, I just found this out savvy. I did not know it even existed to where mm-hmm. the mother can be jealous of the daughter. I did not even know it was a thing. Really? It mm-hmm. it slipped mm-hmm. it slipped me. I was like, because it came to my attention mm-hmm. about I think three years ago or so, and I was mm-hmm. like, what? And then I was thinking. Yeah. Dang, if my mother had, but I was 25, so she's old enough to to be jealous of me as a young woman, but she's not that, she wasn't that type of person. She was very caring and whatnot, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a thing. I looked it up on the internet, so it must be true, right? <laughs> 
Uh, it's there's, re, there's a reality for everything. <laughs> there's a reality yeah, for everything. I've definitely heard. I've definitely heard of that before, and it's not. It doesn't not make mm-hmm. sense. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Considering like everything that we've talked about so far, you know, if a woman like it goes back to like how how like for instance, hypothetically, myself, right? Like if in and mm-hmm. say hypothetically, I had a daughter, and it's like if I experienced life where maybe I wasn't superficially popular or I didn't feel like I was as pretty or if I didn't have something that my daughter is developing or having, then that, of course, jealousy is going to come out of that. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like, like a parent-child relationship is like any other kind of relationship we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be jealous. You could be, you know, envious. You could be hateful. You know what I'm saying? Because they have something you don't have or they're doing something you're not doing or they're being something you can't be or couldn't be. You know what I mean? That's one thing I thought about a lot prior when I was uh, during my pregnancy um, was not, and this is before I knew I was having a son, I'm like, upon the time of him being born, I want to make sure that I'm not attempting to make him compensate for anything that I felt like I lacked in my life. So he doesn't feel like he has to, you know, basically me trying to live through my child, basically, because, you know, you have that dynamic. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I wasn't able to do X, Y, Z, so I'm going to make you do it so that you, you know what I'm saying? And like kind of disregard Mm -hmm. the child's own journey and the things they want to do because you felt inadequate in some way during your life. So now you put that on your kid. You put your insecurities on your kid. You put your doubts on your kid. You know what I'm saying? And that's, it's unfortunate that it happens that way, but it's like that when, you know, we've gone through experiences with our own parents you know what I'm saying, prior to having children or experiences in our own relationships prior to having children that affect, you know, our mentalities towards things like that. Like to even consider the fact that our child has their own experiences and that they could, you know, they need the encouragement of us, you know, to be them, their best selves. And if we haven't healed ourselves and gotten over the things that we weren't able to do, you know, it, it's almost inevitable that, that we, we cast out those projections on our own children. So, but, and, but for and, myself, and like, parents do. Um, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I've seen some good things and I've seen some bad things, and mm-hmm. I'm grateful that with my thing, um, like my ch- my my childhood, it was okay, it was good. Um, it's the only thing that uh, eh, that you know, my parents kept us in church all the time. You know, mm-hmm. like every <laughs> all the time so i'm suffering from trauma over that and i was not going to do that to my children they didn't have that and the only thing that i was lacking uh growing up for me was uh my parents they didn't hug you know we didn't embrace like that you know they mm-hmm. grew up in the south and the people in the south they're not like that too much you know so like if my mother had, was still living today, she would probably be like a hundred and something. So oh, wow. they they did not do that. But when I had my sons, it was like I tell them, "Mommy need a hug." So I hugged <laughs> my my sons and and gave them that. And um, they both grew up. And um, my my oldest son married his high school sweetheart. So oh wow, I said. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> mhm. I see. All right. Yeah. That's rare. It was good. <laughs> That's rare. very rare. That was very rare. And uh it was good for them. Um it was another they had a stepmother involved and that's another story, another topic, another time. But um as far as mother boy mother, mama's boy, luckily the young women haven't uh, face too much of that in my day. Oh yes, it was a lot. Like in the seventies, you know, I'm eighteen, nineteen. Okay, in the late seventies and the early twenties, it was much more. A lot of uh, mama boys. I was once dating uh, someone that was uh, not so called black, and he, he was he did was, not want to bring not me what? around. He was not black. Oh, he was. He was not. He was not a okay. man known as a black man. He was a man known as a Mexican man, and he like 
care so much what his mother would think about him bringing home oh, this black girl. He was tripping. I said, I'm mm. going to have to let you go, okay, because you are a grown man. You live by yourself. You support your own self, and okay. So, mm-hmm. hey, that's I said, we're not going to have any children together because my tubes are tied, buddy, so you don't have to have to worry about that. So <laughs> some of them, <laughs> you have to worry about no no children coming up out of here. I had the ones that I was going to have, and that was it, and that was all. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what happened. Let's yeah. fast forward to um, relationships because at first it was like, the, the the mothers who have their young boys, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, all up until hopefully not 16, but that's their mother's companion. That's, their, that's the mother's date. They're going out on dates, and the mother has, like, the worst relationships or no relationships with guys, and if she brought a guy home or she was dating a guy, the son going to have an issue and a problem with it. Mm. So won't nobody dating his mother. And I'm like, (laughs) that's, I don't care. That's unhealthy and dysfunctional as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) I feel like at some degree, like, there goes my baby right there. Take it upstairs (laughs) and show candy. Hey, um, uh, I feel like that might be kind of normal in, in a way where it's like a little overprotective, especially if it's a young boy doesn't see a lot of men around, you know what I'm saying, or don't stay around consistently. It's like, it's my mama, man, back up, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's that, but then, I've, like I said, I've, I've actually never known a mother who's been like that, like I'm going to go out on a date with my son or something like that. So, you That's know, I mean, why we're having this I, I show see, because I, I can have. see how it's like. <laughs> I can see how it's like play. I can, from my perspective, I see it as like you know, like playful. Like, oh, you about to go out on a little date? You know what I'm saying? Ha ha ha! But not like you know, like like you my man type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But it, I don't know. Like I, I don't don't no, have enough experience with this. But I know, right? But see, I'm gonna tell you. See, this is what happened because I am a seer. You know what I'm saying? So when mm-hmm. that's why I don't be on the internet that much, and I don't really talk to too many people like that, and I'm a heavy core empath like that. So let mm-hmm. me tell you, when I read the text, we're on a date. Oh my goodness, I was picking up something different, and I saw the picture, and I was like, "See, so see, y'all mm-hmm. should not be, you should not encourage that in that boy." Okay, hmm. this mama knows how this son acts. Okay, like okay, take my son when he was uh, he was like ten, and I was driving mm-hmm. in the car, and these dudes were like, "Hey, sweet mama, thigh. He like stop talking <laughs> to my mama, you know? Right, right. <laughs> See, <laughs> like that, that's, that's normal. Like that sounds that's like different. you know that's funny. normal. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Your mama can't bring nobody home into the house, and you always want to um, eyeball them and whatnot. You be making them feel uncomfortable, like, get the hell up out of this house. This is my house. I'm the man of this house. <laughs> that part, no that's, there's a lot of that going on, honey. It's, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. See, you yeah. don't know about it because you're you're not that type of mother. You're extremely nurturing, and um, I, I see that. When I'm online, I told you I'm a seer. I see things more deeper than other people can see. That's why mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people, they don't know that but, I know without knowing. <laughs> I know without come knowing. Come on, Pisces. Come on, Pisces. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but That's um, it. I mean. And double doses. I feel like what this picks up February to like 22nd. This, like, Two oh, it's the twenty second. Two two two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right now. Um, hmm. I feel like what gets picked up. I mean, it could be a. I, I, this is my first. This is my opinion. Just it could be just from that that lack of bond there. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's a, if it's a if it's a mother who's single, 
You know what I'm saying? And she hasn't had successful relationships. Say she hasn't had the best relationship with her own father. It's like the next closest person to you would be with that exudes some form of masculine energy would then be your son. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I try not to look at it from the perspective of a mother being like necessarily wrong because I can see why a woman could possibly behave that way. And it's it's not our fault that we didn't get nurturing the way that we could have. And it's not our fault that people treated us poorly in relationships. So that plays a role in how we, you know, react, re- relate to other people, especially our children. So it's like, or I'm not condoning it. I'm more so explaining why that behavior would take place. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, if, 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 nobody's around, it's like you're going to flock to what's there and what can give you that nurturing. And it's like your kids automatically do that. You know what I mean? Automatically. And they're going to be there. They're going to be supportive. They're going to be protective, especially if nobody else is in the picture and it's just primarily you too. And, and you know what I mean? And granted, you treat them, you know, not abusively. You know what I mean? They'll be, like you said, overprotective and things like that. So, you know, there's plenty of ways to look at it. That's how I see it. But, um, yeah. Y'all are You're listening, listening to Hot Words, Hot Topics. Mm-hmm. This is Gigi, the storyteller. Yeah, we, I am sitting here talking with Savvy Raj. She has a lot to say. I'm so glad that you have joined the chair because you bring uh, another great element to what we all have because uh, we already have, like, Liz, LGD Poet, and then Monica J. All Day, who is a business person, and then we have Mahogany So, who is a mother, son, mm-hmm. like you. She's a single mother, and she's mm-hmm. ripping and running Shout out to and Mahogany doing stuff. <laughs> Mahogany So. That's why she'll tell me, Gigi, I can be on this Tuesday and that Tuesday. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> I said, just let me know because we're gonna roll. We're gonna roll with it with uh, all these different topics. And we came back to the hot topic part of it uh, about a month ago or so, and we're, we was doing it every week. And the topics that we have come up with, some people be like, wow, really? And I say, yeah, you know, people are asking us to talk about this stuff. Like next uh, Tuesday on September the 7th, we're going to talk about why men don't want to marry, why they don't want to get married. And also mm-hmm. another returning poet, UB, Poet UB, she's going to be on the show next week. She has a new book out called Colorblind, and we're going to talk about that next week. But some of the other topics that we have hit was uh, misogyny. Mm. I, re- I, I know. I really wanted you on on that one. So you have any stories or comments about that? Because it was more like misogyny in the entertainment industry because it's pretty it, bad. In what way? Like you mean just discrimination or like discrimination? Yeah, discrimination, <laughs> you know. Discrimination against women? Um, yeah, you know, if there's a, a male poet who's the promoter and then he's going to let all his boys go on, you know, go, go, go. But then a woman come on poet, uh, you know, puts you at the last end of the list. Oh, you know. <laughs> I said that goes back to what I mean. It, it's a... I, I don't hate to bring it back to an energy thing because it's all an energy thing. You know what I mean? We've been talking about it this whole time with, you know, the connection to that the connection and respect and honor for the divine feminine. And that, that doesn't mean you have to respect all women or like all women. It's just understanding that it's, it's beyond, it's actually beyond the woman, a person with titties and a vagina like it's just beyond that you know what I'm saying and it's like if you have issues with people with titties and vaginas then that speaks to something that you have within you and the issues with women that you've had in your life period like if you have a problem with women it's because you have you've had problems with women (laughs) like primarily probably your mother and that's just me being honest like if it's okay that's just me being honest because that's the first woman in your life so it's like I always think about somebody like Tupac, right? 
And it's like you think about Athene Shakur. You familiar? You familiar? I'm sure you are. You know what I mean? And yes, how she yes. was in Black Panther. She was a well-respectful woman. You know what I'm saying? As far as we know, and what was and her, and her depictions and well-spoken. And then you have Tupac, who was this thug, but he had a high respect for his mother. So it's just like you have relationships out there where it's like you have these men who might not have the best relationships with their own mothers who don't have relations, best relationships with women. And it's just like, well, shit, that's why. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a girl broke your heart in the third grade. She didn't give you a valentine. That scarred you for life. And now all women ain't shit. It's all types okay. of stuff like that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That can affect you that bad to where you feel like a woman is below you in some way, in any way. And, again, this isn't to say you have to like all women or respect all women if you don't like them because we don't like people sometimes. But it's just, you know, to categorize certain behaviors and experiences that you may have had or heard on an entire population of a gender is insane. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? so absolutely. You know, but you know what I mean? What, and vice versa. I come in contact with men who they just have this thing against, uh, powerful women, strong women, confident women. You know, they have mm-hmm. a, they just don't like that girl. Okay. So mm-hmm. here on Hot Words, Hot Topics, we also covered, we did some special shows because sometimes during the week, you know, there's an incident. It, it may be a Gigi days. So I said, you know, let's come and talk about this. So, we did a little show. It was called Colorism, Racism, Worker Bees, and Are You Kidding Me? And I had JoJo from Georgia. He came on the show with me to do that. And then we ended up having, uh, no, that was Shape Man in New Jersey. And then we did a part two, and then that was JoJo in Atlanta. So we're covering a lot of topics that are interesting to people, to us as a collective that sit on the hot word seat. Just a few weeks ago, we did death and transformation. And whew, I'm going to tell you, everybody, I, I had to prove what the hell I said on that show with what's been going on in my life in the past uh, oh, couple man. of days. I had to prove it. I I had to go in meditation today, all day, because it almost wasn't going to be a show today, but I wanted Mm -hmm. Savvy to come on and speak. And honestly, that was the main, that was my drive to continue to do this particular broadcast, Are You a Mama's Boy? Because I've been watching her on Instagram, and she needs more of a voice to speak. So I wanted to provide this, this, for real. So, yeah, just a platform right here. Yeah, yeah. I love you always have... wanted to be in radio. <laughs> and, and here was you a dream are. of mine at one point. I'm like, you know, growing up in, not growing up, well, growing up in L.A., L.A. County. I grew up in Cerritos, and I'm in L.A. currently. But it's like I would always listen to the radio, and they'd be having good topics. They'd be having a good time when they're talking and stuff. And I'm like, man, like, I used to listen to, like, you know, Big Boy in the radio. And I'm like, he's, like, really, like, the only black person in radio in L.A., like, unless you listen with hip-hop radio specifically. So it's like I was trying to, like, apply to get intern jobs at Power 106 and all that kind of stuff so I could be the first black girl to be on the radio. <laughs> but, you know, I was led in another direction. But I'm, I'm grateful that you um, have invited me on and, you know, give me some – um, experience because it's really cool and you know people people want to hear information I was just talking to my man today like it's probably millions of podcasts out it's like podcasts and, and blog talks and all that kind of stuff has just went crazy over the years and it's because people want to talk people have things to say and I'm I'm just grateful that you are you know in, eclectic in your way and so versatile in the topics and things that you allow to be spoken on here because so many people listen from all over the world and you never know what you're going to say that could, you know, motivate somebody or spark somebody's interest to get them started on, you know, a journey to, you know, uh, learning new information, you know what I mean, and expanding themselves. So uh, the, the platform is great, and I appreciate being here, and I look forward to more conversations, definitely. Yes, yes, absolutely. This is Gigi, the storyteller. You know, people – kept asking us to come back. Come back. When are you coming back? Uh, We were on the Ghetto Truth magazine and doing some stuff over there. 
And um, so I got, mm-hmm. as producer, I got very involved with Hot Words Lyrical Theater. And then after a while, when COVID hit, as a matter of fact, we we did have a show uh, last week called This COVID Thing. So you guys check out Blog Talk Radio and go back to some of our past shows that we have had. Um, the topics that come here, it's not the norm. It's not the the topic that every mm-hmm. podcaster is doing, you know. This is mm-hmm. uh, subjects that come up and they're deep, and we want to talk about it. And I remember when I I said I started talking about depression, right, mm-hmm. and among bl- black folk, you know, we want to keep that suppressed. We really don't want to talk about anything with that. We don't want to talk about mental health. So the past, what, five years, I started doing, like, special shows on, on mental health, especially, like, in, uh, like, April, May, when it's Mental Health Month. So we'll do something over there. And it is to um, not just to sit around and talk about stuff. I, you know, I don't have time for that. When we come together as a collective and we sit and pull up a chair and talk, we have people listening. And, of course, if you want to add to the conversation, if you have a question for anyone on the panel or you want to have a comment, press 1, then I'll bring you up. So our thing here at Hot Words, and it's been for years, for like over 12 years, we want to come up with a solution, right? As I was telling uh, Brother Paul on the show when we had with uh, colorism, racism, and worker bees, we need to have Hmm. a solution. I throw some things out there. It's not about this. We're going into the two-minute hot topic right here, (laughs) racism. Boom, two minutes. Here we go. Um, We cannot physically, we can physically beat them one-on-one, yes, but when they bring in the military, we cannot do that. This is where we have to learn and know, not just learn it, but we need to breathe out and meditate and know metaphysically speaking, we're more than that. We Guns are okay, yeah, for that type of low vibration. However, we need to uh, tap into our third eye, stop eating that crap food that uh, was given to us, and, and they was telling us, oh, this is good for you. No, it's not good for you. It's messing with your third eye. We know that fluoride, all of that is to destroy your third eye. So because if we ever really came together, that energy Savvy Robin speaking of since the top of the hour, that energy that we have, that vibration that we project, that's the only right. thing that's the only thing that's gonna get us through. Yes, far, savvy. It's far beyond yeah, it's it's far this is savvy, right? And um it's far beyond um it's even to me it's it's far beyond the warfare when it comes to food and all of that. It's like if you don't know that you have an internal power within yourself to be able to educate yourself, to be able to speak for yourself and do for yourself regardless of what the government's saying, regardless of what white people saying, regardless of even what other black people are saying. Gigi, I, you have this thing that's like, oh, I can't be black with y'all. <laughs> and I laugh every time that I see it. <laughs> I, I laugh every time that I see it because the thing is, um, when you when you create an enemy outside of yourself and you solely focus on there being an enemy outside of yourself, that, that's when the real war starts to take place on you within because that conflict is going to trickle down into everything that you do behaviorally and mentally. You know what I'm saying? So once, to me, it's mm-hmm. like once you learn that the warfare is, spiritual to get you to be in conflict in something, to get you to not to to be told what to stay away from. You know what I'm saying? We talked about you talking about religion and how religion within the Bible, they tell you to, to stay away from certain things. It's the same thing with the government. If the government's telling you to stay away from something, you, you should probably question that just a little bit, especially understanding that these constructs and these, um, uh, uh, what do you call them? Uh, 
this government officials, the president, the narratives, the, yeah. the narratives that are put out there, they're uh, they are they're not accidental. You know what I'm saying? The things that we're allowed to observe, the things that are being put out on the news, the things that higher ups are telling us, it's 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 to get us to be subservient to their information so that we don't have a third eye, so to speak, or mind of ourselves to research things. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm sure exactly. you've heard it before that, you know, if you want to yeah. hide something from a nigga, put it in a book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because it's definitely. like if you're, not, if you're not going to read, if you're not going to research for yourself and you're just going to listen to what the government's telling you to do, what so-and-so said, what the president said, what, if you're just going to listen to the narratives of slavery all the time, that's going to be your mentality. You got to get, you kind of got to get away from that. You have to get away from that to really see racism for what it is. And from what, what I see it as is over time, even the beginning of the time, when you talk about the fall of Egypt, and you talk about colonizers coming in and taking all our stuff and all that kind of stuff. You know, when some, when somebody's attacking a people, it's because they feel threatened. We know that. And it's like, what are you threatened by? You're threatened by what you don't understand. And if you don't understand something, you're going to hate it. And you're going to hate it to the point of ill contempt. And that ill contempt is going to result in rage. That rage is going to result in uh, authoritarianism. It's going to result in slavery. It's going to result in wanting to just overcome and keep a person down when you can't really understand the divinity or the mystery behind these people that you hate so much. So it's your responsibility of you as a black person, melanated person, to research and get into who and what you are to understand what it is that these people hate so much about you that you need to learn to love. So that you don't feel like you know what the fact that they hate us so much. The fact uh-huh. that this is Gigi, the fact that they hate us so much, that's what made me go look and search up some shit. I said, you wait a minute. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? I'm like, like it, it's something. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be more than my skin. It's got to be more yes. than my ability to dance good. <laughs> it's got to yeah. be more than my ability to cook. Or my good. hair, my you know afro look good, or honey. Or oh, you hair, might see blocks. It's got to be deeper than yeah. that. Much deeper than like, that. Child, that's enough to be mad. That's why I can't be that's black with y'all. <laughs> Mhm. You know what came up? At. So that part, girl. That's that. So the ones that we talked about this too. So the ones I can't be black with y'all. Now y'all, I can't do nothing else for y'all. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hot words, hot topics. We have drops and on the Ghetto Truth Magazine, and you can go to the blog, thegettotruthmagazine dot com. We put stuff down there for you. We have told you the media is the enemy, and uh, I don't even want to get into it right there, but this is what I want to tell you because we had this show on uh, Blog Talk Radio, and I did a special show, and I had a special guest from New Jersey, Shank Man, and you know what he said that, that flicked something in my soul, Savvy, he said that we are still in colonization. Mhm. Mhm. Okay. Mhm. We see. Mm-hmm. We we think that it stopped. This is why they can kill a brother when he's running, pow, and the cop don't get stopped or anything happened to him. He's still getting paid leave of absence, but he's still getting a check. They're still taking over, savvy. Light bulb, boom. Okay. That they, they, how I think they, they project the illusion of taking over. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like black, like the, the, the lineage of you know melanated people is so profound, and the things that we've created on this planet, and things that we've done, they, there's nothing that they, that, that, that any colonizer or whatever can do to ever surpass that. To ever surpass that, any kind of control that, that, that they do or that they're initiating is, is, is towards the mind, period, because physically, mm-hmm. the melanated people have surpassed it. What else could, you know what I'm saying? I, I, you've listened, I'm sure you've listened to Brother Panic before. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I've, I've, I've listened to him a few times and, 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 uh, for a while, and, you know, it made a lot of sense to me. I'm like, if we've created some of, they still can't figure out the shit that melanated people have created. <laughs> Still can't figure out how pyramids were built the way that they built. 
And we're still led to believe that because we have this skin and these abilities that we're being hated on, like, mm-mm. 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 It's, the, it's the mystery it's that exists, like I said. you have darker skin and your hair is mm-hmm. fine as wine. No, it's not that, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, an, it's an attack on intelligence. Attack on mm-hmm. the on our divine intelligence, you know what I'm saying? On the mind, they want you to believe that you know we don't have power. They want you to believe that we don't have the abilities to come together and do great things, which we do. It might not be every single black person in the world, but we've created a lot of things and done a lot of things together. But the narratives that get pushed by the media lead us to believe that we're not doing nothing and haven't really did nothing worth respecting. And when you look for somebody else to respect something that you did, oh, it's going to be bad. When you're looking for somebody to validate something, who you are and what you do is bad. Now, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to sound insensitive to the experiences that, that, you know, black people, melanated people have. But it's like at a point in time, you got to realize, you know what, I'm better than what they try to tell me I am, regardless of what I'm doing and who. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're at the top of the hour, Savvy. It's like Mm -hmm. 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is Gigi the Storyteller broadcasting live from California. It's been pretty good weather today. I shall not complain. I'm going to tell a brief story, and Savvy, she's going to take us out with a freestyle rap of her choosing. Here's the story. Remember what Savvy just said about there's more to us? Let me tell you what happened to me. I was living in Long Beach a few years ago, and I was in my kitchen, and my mind started uh, focusing on being out in Africa because I wanted to go there. I really want to visit there. So I'm chopping up this uh, vegetables and fruits that I'm doing because I was a, a vegetarian at that time. Do you know mm. my mind brought me to the the grounds of Africa? It was nothing but forest. I wasn't in Long what? Beach because before me it was like an alley, you know, down in Long Beach. We mm. we have such abilities, and not just with the mind, because the mind can trick us real good. But I'm just saying, y'all, this happened to me, and whether you believe it or not, I don't care. But I know Savvy does, and there's some people that's listening on the switchboard. I know they believe me, but I focus so much and so hard on that one thing I was there. It was like an ocean. <laughs> Before me, and I really wish I wasn't no scary little bitch so I can enjoy oh it. Yeah, I got scared, and then I was brought right back to uh, Long Beach in the alley of, uh, uh, what's that street? Uh, uh, I can't think of that street. Anyway, because I was scared, because it was new to me, I'm like, wow, I really did this. It, I was there, and then I, I was snapped back. I said, oh, my goodness. I said, I really need to, like, learn meditation. And I want that's when you go into that that super highest, highest of highest of high of highest meditation. We can make Mm -hmm. wonders happen. We can move mountains. We can walk on waters, yo. We can raise Mm -hmm. the dead, okay? But mm-hmm. I can't be black with y'all. That's why I tell y'all I can't be black <laughs> with y'all. Y'all want to still be on politics, right? You want, uh, you want to do that, you know? Deeper than I rap. I do not knock. You say what? I said it's deeper than rap. It's deeper than deeper than you know what's what's told and what's exposed to us. Mm. Yay! All right. Well, take us out. Take us out. It's seven oh three. Come on with it. I heard you got it from me. I heard you got it from me. My God, a genius inspiration. My credit is way past due. It's inspiration. I'm not asking. Just had to get that hitting off the bat. Saying what's on my mind. Let's see if you could copy that. I don't care how good you get. You'll never be as good as me. It's never to come off bragging. That's just the facts of things. See, I am what I am. Revive it till it's time for reaping. They don't call it murder. She wrote for no reason. My looks in, but don't let me distract you. If your crown is so secure, then why you all up in my castle? Big wins will knock you out. I'm a life I had to fight. That's never my pleasure.
Nation. That's something that I really like. I saw my greatest enemy. Said three words when I met her. Looked the dead in the face and told her to love yourself better. Nobody knows all the convos that go on in my ear. Get out my ear with all your blues. Do you have hues I want to hear? Anything that's gold-related or in green, if you please, I know that you see in color. Stop denying such a thing. Yeah, I'm black. Melanated if you want to be specific. But don't call me rude if I begin to get explicit. I choose peace. King never got with the thought thing, pure intention. I don't do anything that's not queen, that's not me, the one, you and I see why. She's so savvy, but I'm GG to my father and my family. I'm an OG when it comes to oratory expression. I have nothing to prove. I don't need to make an impression. I take no shit. Running up might not be what you want to do, do. If you really want to fight better, make sure you make the right move. Throat on fire. Pen could be poison, a perfect medicine. For you, it's a bitter pill. For me, it's habit repetitive. Nah, I don't want to fit in. It ain't enough room. I got the vibe you want, but you ain't suiting my mood, so please move. I got a man, and he got paws like in the missions for the kid, and how he grabbed it like a mitt and got me smitten and smiling. I'm just stringing y'all along. I speak in violin. I'm wilding. Patient to wait for riches to pile in. My name is Savvy Raw. I'm a lyricist. I'm a creative visionary. I'm an intuitive healer, an occult and spiritual researcher, a practicing yogi and dancer, and practicing in divination. You can find me at on Instagram at she calls me savvy. I also have a YouTube channel. You can search up Savvy Vision, and I talk about things that you may have heard today. I'm going to give it back to Gigi. Give it back. Rock that, rock that, rock that. All right, she took it out. That's all I got to say for today. So join us next Tuesday, September the 7th. Everybody's going to be on deck. Rachel, Baby, Cross, Savvy, Raw coming back. Of course, me, Double G, Monica J, All Day, Monica, uh, Mahogany Soul, and Liz LGD Boyd. We're coming back for and just to say, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, if you would like to join and pull up a seat, all you have to do is text 562-888-1722. You want to join on these topics, and we got to. Peace, love, and life.